0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Building that community of people for myself that can share methods like we've done on this podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, sure, we throw a lot of entertainment in there for you guys. We want you to laugh, but we also want you to learn. Hey, I just want to thank you for uh, being there for me. of course dude that's what friends are for yeah so what i'm talking about is uh i had to have a colonoscopy because hey i'm getting to that age and colon rectal cancer does run in my family and i've had some issues because hey we don't need to be shy about it guys or be emasculated but we'll talk about that a little bit later on but i had this real fear because they sedate you they put you under and um you know like i was talking about with my girlfriend and with you with my sponsor i was afraid that it might trigger a relapse so how so walk me through that because your issue wasn't with pain meds or anything
0: like that no. which is what they've given you it was with alcohol so walk me through how that would trigger you
1: well and i think it was kind of <laughs> in even some of the conversations that we've had like uh the recent guest uh, sam where uh, in his book he's talking about that he had the surgery for his neck and granted you know He did struggle with a variety of drugs, but, you know, he talked about in there like, oh, I'm really liking this. And um, and to let people know what I got did include fentanyl in it, which in a in a proper setting Uh where it's medical doctors and it's legal and it's the right dose. Not uh, a drug dealer cutting yeah. it with coke, and no. these are pros. They know what they're. Yes. They know how
0: much to give you, yes. all that. Yeah. Yes. Um. So and not to cut you off, your issue wasn't with fentanyl, pain meds, anything like that. So that's a plus as well. No,
1: I did do. I mean, I did do some pill popping at a time, but I I wasn't a pill fan. Like, it wasn't your thing. No, like I I do remember. I don't remember if we've talked about it crushing pills up and snorting them or whatever, but it was like one, it. Yeah, like once or <laughs> once or twice maybe. And it always was coupled with drinking. It was never something I just did by itself mm-hmm. and then went and drank or or whatever it was. But it had me scared because I, you know, I'm like life is going pretty good and the things that aren't good have become manageable. I'm not saying I don't have anxiety. I suffer from anxiety much like you do, Mikey. Oh, like a motherfucker. <laughs> so uh, it just, it brought up a lot of fear that like, Wow, things are going really good. Uh, I'm good with myself. I'm doing work to continue to improve. I'm in a really great relationship. I'm in a good place with that. My my relationship with my kids, the blonde, we continue to to grow and and you know have them growing as people and seeing them wanting it. Our work, uh, we're having growth here. So I was afraid of this thing, like fucking everything up like all of a sudden having that desire again to drink because you know to be honest it it they put the medicine in and i was out pretty quick and for me when drinking at night it was always to get away from pain and to get that same result to like be out i didn't want to be up i didn't want to party this is near the end when i started really you know going i need help it was just simply put me to sleep so I didn't have to deal anymore and just like check out in that way, you know, um, which didn't always end up being the results. Oftentimes I sent a lot of stupid mex, uh, text messages or drove or did a lot of stupid shit that, that, you know, I just, there's no way I'm connected to that behavior anymore. So I was, I had a lot of fear. So you had fear. I'm just trying to get, get on the same page with you. So
0: you had a lot of fear that you were going to wake up From being put under
1: saying, fuck, I need a drink. Yeah. Why? That I liked it and that it made me, you know. So if you
0: liked it, it wasn't fear that you were going to wake up and be like, fuck, that fentanyl was good. I want some more. It wasn't that. Yeah. It was, I liked what? To make you wanna drink.
1: I like the way it made me feel, mm-hmm. or even subconsciously that it triggered something in my mind that really liked that, and it made me miss that feeling of escapism that I sought okay. with alcohol. I get that. And that everything that has been going really good with life would stop, that I would fuck it up. So That's I was, all
0: your anxiety talking.
1: Well, I know. That's all that is.
0: That's all that is, is your anxiety just fucking with your head. Uh, Depression is the past. Anxiety is the future. And your mind was playing tricks on you. That's what Mm -hmm. it does. That's the wonderful cards we were dealt. (laughs) And um, so I get it. I get it. It's scary. And I'll have to go through that in about... Seven years. I suck at math. Yeah. And about seven years, you know, to get my random check. Luckily, that does not run in my family, but I'll still get it checked just, you know, stay on top of it and whatnot. So, but I get that. I understand that. But on the plus side is that happened on a Friday. On a Friday. And we are filming this on a Monday.
1: And you're golden, baby yeah a little and you're golden still slightly sore but uh you know hey not too bad uh shout out to dr chris because uh it's just an amazing doctor and his whole staff and we're laughing and joking prior and well, we can joke about it now because yeah. everything's good now yeah, yeah. everything's as far good as now. i know yeah. i i haven't you know i haven't gotten any sort of immediate call like you need to come sure, see us sure. now and you
0: probably would have because it's Fairly recent uh, turnover for results? Uh,
1: yeah, I got like, it was about two weeks after the procedure was done. So from the time of the procedure to when I'll go in for my checkup gotcha. on it, and they'll talk about the results and whatever they found and everything else. So, so I
0: think the million-dollar question is, is after this was done, did you guys like go to dinner?
1: <laughs> he was, well he, well, he put me out first, you know, so I don't have to remember. Um, uh, I don't know. there. I didn't have too, many, too uh, you know, as far as dates go, not to get dark there wasn't blood left after uh, too many you know first dates but this one would have been uh, hey guys just part of the thing um and I really want to talk on that too is that um you know one of my favorite voices in in metal uh Ronnie James Dio who of course died from this Ride and, the tiger. and uh you know he said uh had I put my uh masculinity and pride aside I probably wouldn't be in the situation I am so that's my little PSA is like man mm-hmm. you know it, it's a necessary thing it's uh, life dude yeah don't 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 let your pride get in the way get these things checked out especially if you have a family history of it be on top of it because these kind of cancers are preventable if they catch it early yeah, enough yeah. you know and early detection is so important with anything but anyways that's my rant with that yeah But, yeah, I just a lot of fear and anxiety that, like, (laughs) I'm doing good and this thing could fuck it up. And like you said, anxiety about it. And, yes, I'm here.
0: Well, and touching on the masculinity thing, it's like, yeah, you could be all Mr. Macho masculinity and all that. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is your health. You can have as much money in the world. You could be have endless amounts in your bank account but if you don't have your health then all of that is just absolutely pointless so to stay on top of it like you have been doing and what we urge others to do as well is to stay on top of this because you only get one shot at this life thing man and if you're not on top of it you could just as well be fucked you know i had a i had a friend of mine whose mom went in for just a random checkup for breast cancer because it runs in her family and they found something and she does have breast cancer and she didn't feel any lump or anything like that it was just a routine checkup and luckily for her they caught it early so it is going to be very treatable and she you know prayers up but that she will be fine which i'm confident she will be but um it just goes to show you got to stay on top of these things because if your health is fucked then you know so are you And you have the opportunity to check on it early, or if you have the opportunity to check on it early, then do so. And um,
1: I think it's a big part too for me about having not taken care of myself for so long is that's really been a big part over this last about year or so is doing the work to get in and start to care about myself like, you know, Like I hadn't been to the dentist in like a decade and a half. I mean, it had been that fucking long at the dentist. Luckily, not too much problem. Couple of fillings, you know, regular checkup, you know, getting, you know, my prostate checked, all these things because it's like I'm finally living a life that I'm enjoying. Like I Mm -hmm. like my life. I go home now and my home feels like a home, Mm -hmm. a safe place for me, my kids, my girlfriend when she's there. And you know, work. I love what we do. I'm passionate about what we do. I love the partner that I work with in this. I love the people that don't aren't seen on camera with you and I that we work with. And it's just like, everything is really good. So it's that mindset because I've thought I was in a good place before and I fucked it up. And it's like, I don't want to be a fuck up anymore. That's just <laughs> life though, man. It's life lessons. And through your life,
0: you've learned lessons, which is why you're in the spot you're in now as far as being happy. Yeah.
1: You're, right. yeah, you're right. You're uh, right. How you doing with the anxiety? You've been doing always okay? it fucking sucks. It's, there.
0: <laughs> it's always there. It's always there. And it's, you know, we talk to people who are like, I know my triggers, so I do what I can to avoid my triggers. I don't fucking know my triggers. Really? I will literally just be sitting down at home on the couch watching my favorite fucking show ever, and boom, a wave just hits me. And I'm not even focused on like anything else besides Michael Scott on the office. You know, I'm just, you know, focusing on that. And then boom, all of a sudden, you know, my chest gets tired, I feel like I can't breathe. I have no idea what my triggers are. Huh. Health is good, family's good, you know, love my job. There's money in my bank account, bills are paid, anxiety's there. Yeah. And it's just the cards are dealt, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't know what, how, what I do to cope with it. So I get up and walk around, splash cold water in my face. Or if the attack happens, then literally just go into a dark room in the fetal position and just wait for it to pass. Right. And I, I don't know. I don't know. And it's just kind of like, I wish I did know. I've gotten so many checkups at doctor's offices and all this stuff. I've had things looked at and they're, you know, thank God with all those things as far as money and a job and all that stuff. And thank God that you know family's healthy as am I. But it's just kind of like, I just wish I knew what my triggers were so I would be able to avoid it, but I don't. So the show must go on. So I just kind of do what I can to keep on trucking, if you will. And, um, you know, just try to keep my mind busy and mind you, it's not, well, you're probably sitting at home watching TV. That's why you get it. You got to go out and do something. It's like, no, (laughs) I'm always doing something that I just mean. Like it could be as simple as me sitting home, watching TV and then anxiety. I used to get anxiety long drives. Sure. You know what I mean? Like you're sitting there with your thoughts, focusing on the road, listening to music. And then I would get anxiety that I get because I'm just thinking I'm just in my head, you know, but like when I'm when we're busy, when we're traveling, when we're interviewing people, it's not so much there. Like you haven't really caught me in an anxiety panic. Attacks? You haven't seen me in any kind of panic attacks when we're on the road because yeah. we're busy. I'm right. constant we're constantly doing something sure even in l a traffic, I don't get anxiety because i'm I'm a good driver. I, I, I trust myself when I'm driving, so I don't trip. I'm always looking out for the other person. Like, I'm not worried about that. And you things that you would think would cause anxiety are not the things that give me anxiety. Do you
1: think maybe the downtime does in, in, maybe?
0: I mean, maybe that could be it.
1: Or, uh, you know what, I I and just a thought. Mm-hmm. And you could be like... No fucker shut up. Hit me, um, hit me. Is it I remember you talking about the office being a show that you watched and I don't remember if it was when you were using drugs that it was connected or post that. do you think maybe even a subconscious connection to the office that at a times that maybe it's like I know my mind'll flash back to shit at times.
0: Uh, good question. and office was before all of that before I even started using drugs or had anxiety? Okay. I think, yeah. No, the office was... I don't remember what year it came out. But I graduated high school in 07. Okay. And my drugs didn't... I mean, I had been drinking since I was, like, fucking 13. and But that wasn't really an issue. But as far as drugs and stuff... That didn't happen till that didn't come into play till like 08, the year after high school. Okay. And I'd been watching The Office before that. I get your question though. Sure. Um, And The Office was just an example. Like okay. it could be Modern Family or The sure. Sopranos or anything on TV, and I'll just have, you know, <laughs> some kind of anxiety thing. Talking about it, it could pro- possibly be, you know, where I'm not doing anything is when anxiety sits in. But there's going to be times in your life where you're not doing anything. Sure. Like when I'm in bed laying down trying to go to sleep. Like, I can't stay busy then because you know, like, <laughs> you I'm not one of those people who are lucky enough to where my head hits the pillow and I just knock out. No, no fuck it's no. not. I need so much time to unwind. I Like, when I'm in bed, I it's at least an hour before I go to sleep. Right. Even, no matter how tired I am, maybe thirty minutes. Right. But for the most part, I need some time to chill. So, the mystery fucking continues, bro. As far as this whole game of anxiety, but you know,
1: what are you gonna do? Yeah, there's two things in there for that, that you brought up. Yeah, when you're in bed, you have, you are limited to your options. You're sleeping. You're maybe watching TV, reading a book, or you're, you know... Punching get, the clown. <laughs> getting it on or something. <laughs> uh, and the other thing that was funny was you go, well, I was drinking about 13. That wasn't the problem, though, because uh. I'm thinking about my son. Think about my son if I came to you and went, I caught him drinking. like yeah. My parents you, did catch me the first time. They really? Did, they did
0: catch me. Did I tell you that story? No.
1: We were at a wedding. It was a
0: family friend's wedding, and I was... 13 years old and I was I'm a teenager I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fucking teenager now and my mom is the most introverted extrovert like myself so when she's out in a public setting she's the life of the party. she talks to everybody everybody knew her because she was a banker so everybody knew who she was and she I'll never forget it. I'm sitting right next to her and I'm bored as shit me and my sister are sitting next to each other we don't know anybody we're just like fuck this is boring and my mom was sitting like this Talking to somebody and <laughs> she had a uh, Jack and seven. Jack Daniels and seven up. Some would call it, you know, seven and seven, but it was Seagrams. It's Jack Daniels right, and seven right. up. So J D and seven. <laughs> Some wouldn't call it seven and seven. That was a lie. J D and seven. That's what it was. Um, so she was sitting like this talking to she had her drink, and then she would turn to her friend, and then she would talk to her friend, and then I would just grab her drink and then I would take a couple sips. And I'm like, oh, that tastes good. That was really good. And then so she would continue to do that. And then before I knew it, I had polished off the whole drink. (laughs) And um, she would be talking to her friend. And then she'd look back at her drink. She's like, oh, I'm empty. Uh, Sir, can I get another one? And then she'd order another one, go back to talking to her friends. This happened about four or five drinks deep. I had five drinks of Jack Daniels and 7-Up my first time ever drinking alcohol. So my tolerance had always been pretty high. Wow. Because that was the first time I've ever drank in. And I was still, I wasn't like, I've never been the kind of person to where I would drink, I'd be slurring, falling all over the place, just looking like a complete idiot. I was never that type. No,
1: I've never seen you that Never. Like, when we yeah, when I
0: did drink. Like, we I could out. be talking to you blackout hammered, but we'll still carry on a conversation. I just won't remember any of it. <laughs> but like... I've always and which is a good thing and a bad thing because when you're slurring and falling over the place and you're a dick to somebody they give you the benefit of the doubt they're like he's just fucking hammered don't take yeah. anything says so seriously but when you're like me I'm looking at you dead in the eyes having a full-blown conversation and you don't realize that I'm hammered so you could think oh this guy's a fucking asshole right. you know what I mean but back to the wedding thing I uh my mom finally caught on when I was on like the. F- <laughs> she was, I am not drinking this much. Where does it keep going? And then I'm just kind of sitting there and I looked at her and she was like, Oh my gosh, Mikey, you have got to be kidding. Me. When we get home, blah, blah, is one of those things. So my dad was like, My dad didn't know. He was out, you know, walking with his friends or whatever. Then he came back and he was like, I got to use the restroom. Do you got to go? I'm like, Yeah. So I went in there and he was talking to me when we were in the restroom. And then I look at him and I just kind of smile and my eyes are kind of, you know, a little glazed over. And he was like, and he smelt me. He was like, Are you drunk? And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just the kind of relationship I have with my dad. Now, some people listening will probably be like, what kind of shitty fucking parenting is that? You're not beat. It's like we were in a very public setting. My ass got beat when I got home. Not there. So relax. I was disciplined and all that stuff. Moral of the story is, yes, that's the first time I drank. But it wasn't like every fucking day since I was 13 to 33 now. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like I would have a couple drinks here and there. And you know me. I could turn it off. Yeah, I can have you know two drinks on a Saturday, not drink again for three months. I can get absolutely hammered one day and not touch the stuff again for another three months, yeah. or just have one beer with dinner and that's that.
1: Yeah, no, you've never been an issue. No, you've been that way, and it's it's always nice for me. <laughs> it's to probably to your nauseam when I talk about it, like who I will and won't be around and whatever it is that it, it's like when we have gone places and you've had a couple of beers and maybe even up to four, it's, it's still the same Mikey and yeah. it's controlled and it's not like, like the fourth one gets in you, dude, we're in LA. Let's go find LeBron. Yeah, you know, no, it's like, it doesn't that. come unhinged. And, and I don't wild want to run. And- <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I'm a Warriors fan, baby. I fuck with G state. <laughs> yeah. So no, I appreciate it. But, um, anyways, man, I, really, I wanted to have this conversation to, uh, Not only thank you for being there for me, of course. You know my sponsor. I know he tends to uh, to listen and everything, but uh, let people know. Yeah, have those support groups, have those things in place, and there's no shame um, to just communicate that with people that you trust. You know, I I'm sharing this, of course, with you know you, the audience, and everybody else. But you know, as far as whom I reached out to, it was it was you know less than four people to sure. Let but them that's know four and...
0: more than some have. Yeah, and you have a you know loving family. You go home. You got your kids. You got your girl. You're in a good spot. You got a job you love. So it's like your odds were the odds were in your favor. Yeah. But the anxiety was the one fucking you up. Yeah. And those are the cards we we're dealt and that we're gonna have to live with. It's never gonna go away. Yeah. It could be dulled. It could be um, muted, if you will. But it'll always be there. And sure. that's fine. Sure. We we understand that. And we acknowledge that. And we accept that. And it's just how we deal with it. I could take my own advice because, you know, sometimes I don't know how to deal with it. Well, I deal with it to the best of my knowledge. Yeah. And um, you have that, as do I. You know, if I'm going through something where I'm just like, fuck, this is bad. I need to fucking talk to somebody. I know I can call you. Yeah. There's literally a handful of people that I can call you being one of them. So that's what friends are for. That's what we're here for. Yeah. And you made it out. You're good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I am. Or have you changed a little bit? <laughs> I haven't no. been the same. <laughs> I haven't sense. been the same since. <laughs> uh, a little bit of pain, and sure. you know, just to be honest with anyone that gets it checked out. Hey, it's it 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 comes with it. You yeah. know, yeah. I I went for a reason earlier. I'm not yet at the standard where they say 45 you know, pre-existing conditions uh, within the family or, you know, family history. And I did have some conditions and issues and I wanted them addressed and the doc addressed the issues and comforted me. So, you know, it's just a part of this continual thing of wanting to better take care of my health. I mean, I've reached out to so many past guests have become people that you know talking back and forth skinny Vinny and i check in with each other every now and then on you know how we doing with our recovery tim lodgen who was on recently uh, about uh, health tips diet tips you know uh, my girlfriend and i we've committed ourselves to eating cleaner and we're taking steps it's not just a overnight kind of thing you know um so it's a process that goes along with other things uh one of the people that it has been for me in addition to my sponsor that it has been just beautiful and become a friend uh has become Tony Hoffman that I highly recommend going back and listening to that episode. I that guy has been an amazing ear to me uh over the last year, you know, in in when I was really struggling that I do not want to fall off again. I cannot live a life falling off again because it not only does it make me disingenuous with this, but just in my life, and I will go back to toxic people. And so, you know, it's just like building that community of people for myself that can share methods like we've done on this podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, sure, we throw a lot of entertainment in there for you guys. We want you to laugh, but we also want you to learn. And, you know, and maybe there's something from from everybody that you're catching. And through that, you know, I've been able to make really bonds and a support group with people and it's it's been a fucking blessing i mean i just feel like the luckiest dude so that was my fear yeah i cannot relapse and not that it was putting pressure on me like looking in the mirror like you can if you relapse you're a piece of shit or something it wasn't that it was just like life is so good i don't want that feeling to be there anymore Mm -hmm. you know i want like how sunny was talking choice Choice, and I'm finally in that place of choice, you know, where it's like, yeah, I could go drink. I could lie, no one would know. You know, my girlfriend and I had this conversation, which normally maybe that'll scare some people in relationships, not her, man, she was thankful. I was like, you know, when I was talking about this, I'm like, cause I know like, you know, we don't live together yet, but I could. Mm -hmm. I could be like on a Friday night, you know, like, I'm tired. I'm just going to go to bed early. We have that kind of relationship. We don't put an expectation or p- pressure on each other or, you know, you need to be there when I want you to at every moment, you know. Um, and I could if I had those feelings. Mm-hmm. And so I am grateful and I wanted to share that cuz I came through this saying, "No, it's not a major procedure, you know. It's it's a thing that that needed to be done. It's a checkup women go through it." Like twice a year, guys, we can do it where they get poor women get their boobs smashed in a mammogram machine, and as I call it, the duck bill and get checked. And, mm-hmm. you know, so we can do these kind of things. Um, but it was just coming out, w- w- having, like you said, an anxiety and a fear that I would come out of it. And that part of me that used to be like the best feeling, the thing I loved the most was when i got about four beers in me until the blackout moment of of you know up to 12 to 20 beers or whatever it was Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so that was the fear and and it wasn't there yeah and and expressing and being open and vulnerable about those anxieties and fears to you my friend to um to my girlfriend i believe i my sponsor for sure and i believe i did communicate that with tony hoffman i don't recollect but we've talked about it since so um you know i'm just i'm grateful for it yeah and i'm grateful to be able to be in a place of of speaking that truth so you know hopefully people you just uh keep doing it whatever it is mental health issue Mm -hmm. addiction issue like with me all, all our guests that have gone through it people that you know man it's a great thing to just say I need help and it could be as simple as just to share. I mean, I sent you a text message Mm -hmm. and, you know, I would, I'd read it to people, but my phone's across the room and it meant a lot to me. So thank you. Well, not to mention, I didn't know,
0: I haven't been put under. Right. Thank goodness. I've never, thank God I've never had to, you know, go through anything to where I had need to be put under, which I'm sure I will be when I get mine when I'm 40, but, I didn't know when to text you. That's what I was telling you. It's like, I, I know you're going to be loopy coming out of it. So like, how long do I give it? I don't have your chick's number. So I didn't want to text her. And I'm just kind of like, I don't, I don't know when I sh- when's the right time to hit him. And then you shot me a text. I'm like, okay, good. All right. Everything's good now. Perfect. See,
1: I couldn't remember. Cause it, I'm still in a, it was like a day or two. They said, you'll have some brain fog. Oh yeah. Um, you know, maybe some little memory things or stuff like that. Like I don't remember. I remember waking up. I know I got myself dressed and, and the lady going, um, Hey, uh, do do you want a wheelchair? And I stand up, you know, that male pride. I'm like, no, I'll be. And I sat back on the bed. Yeah, yes please. And yeah. then the next thing I remember was being in my girlfriend's car being driven home. Oh yeah,
0: dude. So my uh, my brother-in-law was just recently put under. He got some teeth pulled and um his brother took him home and I was there cuz I was watching the baby and he he came in and he looked just tired. But mm-hmm. mind you, he had just come off a 16-hour shift. And he, right when he got off, he went to go get the surgery. And then after the surgery was done, he was just gonna yeah. knock out for yeah. however long he needed. So he just looked tired, but it, you know, he came off a 16 hour shift. So I was, and I'm talking to him, and he was super responsive. He was answering everything, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just kind of like, well, he seems fine. <laughs> and it's weird because, and then so I shoot out to the pharmacy. Get all of his meds, obviously, because he can't drive. And then I'm like, I'm waking him up because you need to take this pill. I had literally been gone for 20 minutes. I'm like, you need to take this pill right now to avoid infections, all that. And he was just like, all right. So, you know, I walk him to the bathroom. He's still kind of, you know, weird. So I walk him to the bathroom. We change his gauze in his mouth. I make sure he takes this pill. Put the gauze back in his mouth, a new one, obviously, more fresh gauze. And then put him back to bed. And then, you know, the next day goes by and my sister and I were talking to him about it and I was just like, yeah, you know, we changed it, you know, gave him his pills and all and He was like, you did? And I was like, yeah. Don't, you don't remember that? He goes, no. He goes, I don't remember any of that. He, I was like, do you remember your brother taking you home? And he was just like, nope. And I'm just like, damn. That <laughs> yeah. shit's no joke. Right? Yeah, dude, it's fucking it, crazy. So
1: it, do you remember texting me? Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I know I did. I don't remember that I immediately did. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that uh, Cassie, my girlfriend, um, oh had, name drop, had said, <laughs> "Who, uh, uh, who did you need to let know?" Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna let Mikey know, mm-hmm. and I think you don't. So I remembered the next day. I like, I looking at my phone. Oh, good, I did text yeah, him, yeah, but yeah. I didn't remember in that moment. Was it legible? I mean, yeah, it, no, okay. it was
0: fine. You seemed completely fine. That's why I was so uh, surprised. Like, damn, this fool is put under, and he's pretty responsive and like everything was spelled right and you never spelled shit right if anything it made your grammar better so oh. that's why i was just kind of like damn all uh, right that that was cool that right on he's good now my weekend can go on because i it was in the back of my head like when the fuck do i text him I he's got to be done by now i just don't know when to text him <laughs> and then you text me i'm like all right cool
1: my only other uh trippy thing of it was and i've never had this before uh, was it, I think it's called the vagus nerve response. So the and she was a sweetheart, but for whatever reason, she couldn't find my vein on my arm mm-hmm. on the inside, and so she was kind of digging a little bit to put the IV in, Yuck. and she kind of hit something, and all oh, that triggered. Then she tried on my the back of my right hand, and she just couldn't get it. And she's like, uh, "I'll let the I'll let the doc do it. He's really great at this." And I have never had this before. And it's probably cause I hadn't at this point eaten for over 24 hours. It's going on like 26 hours I hadn't eaten cause you gotta completely clear your system mm-hmm. out. And I broke out in the worst sweats dizzy and, and she's like, are you okay? And I looked at her and she goes, oh, you've turned white. No, you are not okay. She got me something in case I was gonna throw up and all I, I do remember this going, I don't think there's any fucking thing in me to throw up. Wait, why did you turn white? Because where she hit the, the she hit some uh, stuff in my arm, like uh-huh. the muscle or tendon, and it made me jump. This is a guy that I'm like, you know, getting more tattoos and everything. I was going to say, doesn't bother can me. never
0: find my veins because of yeah. tattoos.
1: So, doctor found it perfect on my left arm. Mm-hmm. No problem. And then I was, once they put the meds in, I was out. Like, Mm -hmm. supposedly I asked, did did you ask me to count? We did. How did I do? And they're like, you didn't even make it to counting. You were out. Oh, wow. So, but yeah, cold sweats, dizzy, like a shaking. I was like, oh man, okay, this is a whole new thing. And I'm going to probably guess it. And they say it's common because you hadn't, I hadn't eaten in a day and a half, roughly almost. So it was pretty wild. But again, great, great medical staff. I'm fine and all that stuff, but who knows so uh, anyways we'll do some more of these bonus episodes those that are following us at knocking doors down on facebook and instagram at kdd media company on twitter thank you we've been getting a lot of retweets people storing stuff um i've even seen a couple of i think repost tags and things using that so thank you it helps us continue to grow and in that stigma around addiction and mental health issues and Hopefully you get a lot out of it, at least some laughs, because we've had some really great guests. So Mikey and I will do some more of these uh, bonus episodes as we have uh, different ideas or past episodes uh, and guests that inspire us. So That's right. Anything else, Uncle Mikey? I'm going home. On that note, keep knocking doors down.